Welcome back to the Contractor Soapbox Podcast. This is Robert Tidwell. I am the host of the podcast. We haven't had anybody else on here, so it's just me again today for episode five. Today we're going to talk about doing the right thing uh, when it comes to quality of your work and how you go about doing your work. So let's just get right into it. So uh, I know a lot of times when you're starting out in the lawn and landscape business, everybody, including myself, you just want to say yes to everything. You know, if a customer says while you're mowing the lawn, hey, can you take care of trimming my trees? Yes, I can do that. Can you build me a short little raised flower bed? Yes, I can do that. Uh, Can you pressure wash the driveway? Yep, sure can. But you want to make sure that you're, first of all, making money doing it, not just saying yes and hoping that you're going to make money when you have no clue how you're going to go about it, Uh, certainly if you don't have the equipment to do so. But the other big thing that you want to make sure that you're doing is the right way of doing it. Now, obviously, there are some things, you know, you learn as you go, you get better as you go. But you don't want to be putting something on somebody's property or trimming a tree when you don't know how to trim a tree um, and endangering yourself, property, others, anything like that. So you always want to make sure you do your research before you go out and and do any of this work. Um, Big ones are that I see a lot are retaining walls that, you know, they found some guy down the road that'll do it for a whole lot cheaper than you will. And it's completely done wrong, even though it may look nice uh, for a week, two weeks, sometimes even a year. After a while, it starts to crumble, fall apart. The drainage isn't right behind it. There's no backfill or proper backfill behind it. And then same thing with patios. We see that a ton, usually in the springtime during the spring rush, uh, during estimates and everything. We see a lot of, we have a lot of people call us and say, hey, can you come fix my patio? And a lot of times we do end up telling them, no, we can't fix your patio because there's not proper base installation underneath it. And I'm just not going to put my name on something that I know is not going to be right. And it's only going to be a short fix. And a lot of the times that short fix is only going to last them not even for the whole season because just putting more sand underneath it when you know it's just going to collapse again, it, it just doesn't help. Um, so always make sure you do your research. There's plenty, plenty of resources out there, you know, nowadays with YouTube even and uh, other places that that have uh, classes that you can take. You know, ICPI training is a big one that you can take if you're doing paver patios. They don't so much get into the retaining walls, obviously, on the, the first class, but at least you could start there and and get something under your belt. And before you put it in a paver patio, maybe put one at your house, at your mom's house, somewhere, you know, at a relative's house where, you know, you just go get some brick from the local supplier and put down a little pad for a garbage can. And uh, that's pretty cheap, but at least you'll, you'll learn a lot during that first little bit of just doing that. Uh, Another thing you could do is work with somebody, you know, if you know another contractor in your area that 
offers or you know that that offers that service the paver patios the the retaining wall whatever it is that you're looking at getting into even tree trimming you know or shrub trimming even because you know i've seen some pretty hacked up shrubs myself um i will say i'm not the best at trimming shrubs but there's always there's always room for growth again so if you work with another contractor in the area, he can show you, just say, hey, can I come out, work with you a couple days, work with you a week or so, whatever it may be, and just see how you do all of this this work, you know. How do you lay the base for the patio? Do you put down the woven fabric? Do you put down, what kind of bedding layer do you put down? Are you using open-graded base? Um you know, what kind of poly sand and what's your process behind that, the compaction rates, everything. And you can learn a lot just from just from working in it and seeing that. And then obviously making mistakes, you'll learn from those mistakes that you do make. Uh, also hiring somebody that that um, has experience um, in in whatever field you're trying to, to move maneuver your business into whether it be landscaping or more of just the maintenance or even lawn care you know as far as the fertilizer weed control everything like that because you you should have a license i know it does depend on what state you're in and everything but having that license for the the weed control and everything is definitely a must if if your state requires it and just learning how to do all that the the ratios and everything you should get some experience or do some research as well as having that license along with it. So I will say, I've, like I've said, I've seen a lot of retaining walls. We've replaced a lot of retaining walls and paver patios that were improperly installed, you know, whether that be from the homeowner or from a different contractor. From homeowners, it doesn't honestly bother me so much because I understand that the homeowner doesn't fully understand how everything works usually. We do have some homeowners I've seen that they've done their research. It kind of lines up with whatever field they work in as far as as building that or the engineering of it, I guess you could say. But what really does bug me is when I see somebody take money from a customer and they have absolutely no clue whatsoever what they're doing. And for example, last week I got called out uh, for an estimate and the guy said that he had a retaining wall built, but he needs drainage in his yard. And I assumed when, when he called that he was, this was an older wall and maybe he was just having some issues with it. Um, and the drainage in his yard just wasn't great. Maybe he just needed some regrading work or something. But when I got there, I, I found out that wasn't true. <clears throat> so I get there. It's this 12-foot-tall wall made out of very large block. Um, I won't say the name of the, the type of block because I don't completely agree with the way the, the block manufacturer says to build their walls but anyways 12 foot tall wall no engineer was ever involved in this uh the customer did ask about that and he was told nope until it hits 14 feet we don't need an engineer for it 
maybe for this type of block wall you don't but i will say i would feel more comfortable if it were me building something that tall you know whether it be these large block or just the the normal teco block or belgard block that we use to build this wall if i had some engineer specs i would just feel a little bit better a whole lot better about building something of this height so anyways it's 12 feet tall definitely should have been taller was not tall enough because the grade behind it sloped up on the side yard and then once it hit the backyard near the the area of this retaining wall this was at least a 30 degree if not more slope could have been 45 in some areas and it's just washing out because once the job was done a month ago all they did was put down some grass seed and hope that it was growing well when you have a slope that steep it's not going to it, it it won't grow because the first rain you get, all of that seed will wash away. There was no fertilizer put down with it. There was no matting put down with it. There was nothing at all. So I asked the customer who the person was that put this in. Um, part of the reason because I had gone out to an estimate a week or so beforehand, and it sounded like the same contractor had come to that house before me. He hadn't done the work yet. But he was going to build a 600 square foot patio and two two foot tall, 35, 40 foot long walls for $10,000. And in my head, that's not right. Um, not even close to what we would charge for something of that, of that size. And there was pretty much zero access. All we could do was get a, a little mini skid back there and a buggy probably. So something that size to me not $10,000 by any stretch. I don't even think I could probably get all the material for that much. If I could, it would be really close. So I got to looking further into it. I found the natural steps that go down to the shoreline at this property. Um, after a month, they were already dropping on the back end and raising in the front end. So where the actual step riser is, they were actually raising up at about two inches and then dropping down about two inches in the back into the next step. Um, so none of the none of the steps were actually touching each other at this point either. And they were natural stone steps, almost like a ledge stone, but they were a little bit different. I can't remember exactly what they were. So anyways, I asked him what was underneath there. He says, just sand. The contractor told him he doesn't need the sand. When I asked him, you know, who this guy was... He told me who he was, sounded like a legitimate business, but apparently he's already closed his business and changed his phone number, and he claimed that he went off to work out west somewhere. So in in my head, I, I do wonder if the guy knew that he was doing things wrong and decided to pretty much get out of Dodge, and maybe he's still living in the area, just shut down his business, changed his phone number, and doesn't you know, want to have any sort of liability to what's going on. So that just brings me to do the right thing. And I found plenty of other things wrong with this job, you know, improper drainage stone behind it. Uh, he claims that there, the customer claims that there is a drainage pipe on the very bottom, not sitting on stone, but sitting on bare ground. 
um, behind this 12 foot tall wall. I don't see anywhere where it daylights. I looked along the seawall and along the shoreline. There is nowhere where this pipe is coming out. Um, and obviously it can't run uphill because water runs downhill. So, and then the stone that he used, it was just natural round stone. It's already coming through the, the seams or the joints of the wall. Um, the cuts were pretty bad. Uh, definitely not great. Obviously they were done with a gas saw because of the size of the block. They couldn't be done with something like an IQ saw or, or anything. Um, and we, I prefer using the IQ saw when I can just because you do get a whole lot cleaner cut. And IQ, we just, we bought theirs that this year and it, it's been a great saw for us. But anyways, so that brings me back to doing the right thing. If you don't know what you're doing, figure out how to do it. And definitely do not take on a project that large because of this project was 140 feet of shoreline. The whole thing is covered in pretty much a 12 foot tall wall with steps and a fire pit. Um, <clears throat> and then the shoreline as well. He, he put down some new beach sand, which that's not a big deal to put down beach sand, but the wall and the steps are definitely a, a, a larger deal. So if you, if you don't know what you're doing, figure it out or just simply tell the customer, sorry, you know, I can't take on this work. This is something out of my scope. Uh, I would love to help you in the future maybe. But, you know, if, if you want to have me set, you know, a 300 square foot patio, um, it'll take me some extra time, but I can get it done. Um, and, and a lot of customers, I know a lot of people just want to say yes, like I said before, and I did the same thing as well. And there's a lot of things that we did that I just won't really do much of anymore. In fact, some of it I don't do at all anymore, like mowing, and that's just not a not doing it right thing. That's a, I don't want to do it anymore because that's not the type of work we want to be into. So if, if you can't figure out how to do something, maybe it's time to just not do it. If you don't know how to do it the proper way. And like I said, there's plenty of resources out there to get this done or to figure out how to do these, these projects. So then on to my next little story, I guess you could say, um, for example, I'll use myself or the company that I own, Midden Landscape and Design, as, as an example. So today we were on a drainage job. We're laying about 550 feet of a French drain system. We use ADS triple wall pipe for that. Uh, the customer has requested some cleanouts in there. Um, I, I don't usually, I don't always put cleanouts in them. That was really up to the customer's request. And his main reason for it is if he ever gets roots in the line, he can just pour some copper sulfate down the line and let it eat the roots away. And if that's something that he wants to do on his own, then he can do so. So anyways, generally when you make a French drain system, you carve out, you know, the trench for the French drain and you put down a non-woven fabric as a drainage type fabric, you know, so that it can soak into the stone and everything and then get into the pipe. Well, 
I'm sure you know it's uh, August 2022 and supply chain issues are definitely still here. Um, we ordered some non-woven fabric or we had put some aside and, and the truck didn't show up So we from our normal supplier that we use in the area. So we ran out of non-woven fabric. So we could have easily said, oh well, the customer's not here. Let's just put the stone in the pipe in the ground and be done with this job. But when it comes down to it, we really couldn't have. Because in the back of my conscience and the other people that work for Midden Landscape and Design know that there's no fabric there. That soil will migrate into the limestone that we use as the, the drainage rock. And eventually it will get into the pipe, or even if it doesn't get into the pipe, it will start to clog that system and it won't work properly. And now this guy just spent a lot of money, of his own money, on a French drain system that is not going to be working properly. So what did I had to just start calling around, finding something, finding something. And finally, I, I did find a... a a vendor in the area that did have some not where we would usually go but sometimes it's you just have to do it um and and we put it in it's not it's still a non-woven fabric it's not what i would prefer but at least i know it's going to do the job the customer's fine with it we ended up um speaking with the customer or one of the customers because this project is actually on a kind of shared project we are working in one yard and the other you know the neighbors to try and help solve this drainage issue this drainage job will definitely not be a end-all be-all to his issues but it definitely will help with this 550 feet of drainage line that's now running out to his ditch and not just sitting in the two backyards you know during the springtime when everything is melted and then you're getting all the rain and everything like that um so the last thing i want to talk about with doing the right thing and it can kind of be in, in some aspects i guess you could say kind of a iffy subject but we're pretty dead set on how we do things so we will not change our quality of work for a customer to get a cheaper price on their project that being said we will you know make a patio smaller put in less plants maybe um you know do some things like that to try and ease the cost for a customer you know if they say well my budget's ten thousand dollars i know a lot of times they will go over that a little bit but if you shoot a price at them and they say it's ten thousand dollars and you say okay well here's a twenty thousand dollar landscaping project there are quite a bit of times that they'll say you know what that looks great but can we try to get it down to you know maybe 12. and you say okay you know, we can try to change some things. Maybe the brick edging is not for you. Maybe you should have aluminum edging and that will save you some cost. Or maybe we can just lessen up the plants a little bit or use a different rock or something like that. So the issue that we have run into before, and it's just a hard no, is, well, can you just, you know, carve out the area and 
level out some sand for me and put down the pavers. No, we won't do it. If we don't do our project to spec how we want it done, meaning the four to six inches of base and more sometimes, depending on if there's a hot tub, a driveway, whatever type of use it is for, then we just don't do the job. Now, nowadays we use an open graded system for our pavers, which is the clear crush gravel, the number nine stone, and it's called something different everywhere you look. Um, I've seen number nine. Uh, we have one supplier that calls it H1. You know, it goes by different names. Um, and then same thing with the base, 6AA, 57s, things like that. So if we have a customer say, or a potential customer say, well, why don't you just make it cheaper by using a cheaper base system or not using the woven fabric? It's just a hard no. We, we want to know that our work, our quality of work is done properly and that whatever we put in is there to stay not for them to call us in a year two years whatever it may be and it's going to fall apart and they're saying well now my patio that you just charged me five thousand dollars for let's say is falling apart and we do hold a warranty on all of our work for three years it just we won't do it um that also goes for using cheaper brick so when we first started out I did use some Home Depot block, the pavestone stuff. I did that on one project and quickly found out that not only is it terrible quality, but it also is more of a pain to install because we get some variations now with some of our block and brick, but the variations you get with some of that stuff from the big box stores is quite a bit different. And you can even talk to some of these manufacturers, you know, like Belgard, and they'll tell you that, that a lot of that stuff, the, the quality is lower with some of the big box stores type, type block or brick. And also it's just thinner. So with a paver from Lowe's that may cost 70 cents, that is, you know, I think they're about an inch and three quarters compared to your standard 60 millimeter paver, which is comes out to two and three eighths inch. So again, if somebody asks for a cheaper brick, cheaper base system, cheaper construction, we just don't do it. So that is pretty much all I had for today, except for, again, just do the right thing. If you don't know what you're doing, figure it out. Or you may just have to simply tell your customer, sorry, I can't do this. You know, I, I'm just not qualified in this scope of work to do it. And like I said, again, just try to, if you want to get into hardscaping, do a little project first. Do something at your own house. Do something at a relative's house. And just get that little bit of project progress under your belt so you kind of know, okay, well, you know, this is how I need to screed the sand or the 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 number nines in order to do it properly and again there's so many resources out there to use to 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 look at to be able to do this type of work that you should be able to and that is all i had for today i know it's a little bit shorter than than last week but that's all i've pretty much got i will see you next week